Feel it coming in the air Yeah And the screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Come on Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Formula Sports Talk It is a Monday morning, we are live Hope you guys had a good weekend It was... Kind of a busy weekend for sports. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about, get into some NASCAR, sort of, if you will, with Tony Stewart in that situation. Roy does it again and again and again. 25-year-old guy has four majors, two this year. Uh, he's on fire. Talk a little bit Andre Wiggins. Uh, he's ready to be traded. And why wouldn't he be? We got Alex Clancy's in the studio, Demery Larcher in the studio. Tony Stewart, man, he, he accidentally... Kill someone in this um, what was it? What kind of car was that? What kind of little goat kart racing? But he was coming off injuries, so he was getting back into the the feel of racing. When I look at that thing over and over, when I look at the incident over and over, and and not to disrespect the uh, the family of the of the now deceased twenty, I think this guy was twenty five yeah, years old, twenty year old, twenty year old, been racing five years on that track. Not to the uh, Bring any discomfort, or but you get you do not get out your car on a race. Why would you get out your car and rush out with traffic on a one on one? You do not get out your car, and the incident stem, stems from bumping to uh, Tony took him to a spin, bumped his car, took him into a spin, so he's out of the race. That was one race. Cars are still coming around the track. He gets out his car and, and tries to get in front of Tony Stewart, pointing his finger, saying this, this, and that. Uh, I don't know how the exact words, but I don't think you get out your car in a situation like that. Um, potential danger, not of Tony Stewart, but other cars coming around the track. Uh, it's unfortunate for it because the incident kills him, and that puts Tony into a state where he wasn't able to race, and and rightfully so to back out into his uh, NASCAR race. Uh, but that that incident, guys, I don't know if you guys seen it. Um, but that incident just didn't make any sense to me because it happens all the time. I got into a uh, a car before where I thought these guys was crazy because of the speeds they drive and going in circles at a high rate. And they, they purposely hit the wall so they can bounce off the wall. But to get out in front of that traffic, and this wasn't 200 miles per hour type race, but to get out where there's multiple cars coming at a full speed, at a high rate of speed, and put yourself in danger, and then this, happen, this just actually happens, it wasn't good for anybody, but I don't know what would make him get out the car. He could think he can dodge cars. That's just like being in on rush hour traffic. Yeah, I mean, it's this is you know unprecedented. Uh, this doesn't happen every day. Auto racers do get out of their cars and yell at other opponents, especially when they take them out of the race uh, by bumping them into the wall or what have you. But I feel like uh, Kevin Ward Jr. I mean, this kid, you know, was trying to be an up and comer and. Uh, in auto racing, and this is where people start, and it begs many questions. This whole, it was an awful thing that happened, yes. Uh, Tony Stewart is probably going to go through some legal trouble now. I'm not sure if it's warranted. I'm not sure if if criminal actions will be taken against him. I don't think they should. But a couple things are, are questioned here. Number one is NASCAR and all the other governing bodies, are they going to m- make a rule, make a mandate to where you can't get out of the car? Um or you'll be penalized points, suspended for races, things in that regard. I think that's that that needs to happen. Number one, number two. Why are these guys racing in races that aren't 
uh, Sprint Cup or, or, or NASCAR when they're big time racers? Uh, is that are they going to take away the quote unquote off season off days from these guys uh, to be able to race when when it's not a NASCAR event? I, I mean, I mean, you you compare that to you know NBA guys playing pickup basketball in the off season. I mean, it's this stuff could happen anywhere, but it's NASCAR and not all no other sports have the uh, the vehicle going you know over two hundred miles an hour. And then probably un- just right around a hundred during a caution lap, which is what this one was, where the kid got where the kid got run over. Yeah, I, I don't think they. Um, I don't think they should take one of the things you did say was you can't get out your car. You get out your car, you are liable for your own. You you're liable for your own incidents or accidents. You shouldn't get out the car on the track. These guys bump each other all the time. That's all they do is bump cars, and and you know depends. Some of it we've seen where it was intentional, and you trying to spin a guy out, but I don't think. This Tony Stewart was an intentional spin out. This is not even his. This is not even his sport. I think he was working himself back into it. What did he do? He broke broke his leg about five months ago. Yeah. Uh, maybe he was working himself back into the. You know how you got like how we when we talk about Tiger, why is he playing in the major? He we know he's not gonna win, but just to get that that feeling back, that momentum back, or that that competition back. And why was Tony Stewart racing in one of these uh, races? It was. It's more so. I thought. Coming off those injuries, getting back into the uh, swinger thing, he won't be able to do it at a high level at, in his own race. But he was planning on he was his intentions were to get back into the NASCAR event. Yeah, I mean the event that they were running through, you know, it's, it's called drift racing, and you know that's where a lot of drivers come in and just learn how to um, get their steering back under control uh, at a higher at a higher rate. You know, when you drift and when your cars get drifting, so you. Test, you know, you're drifting your turning skills uh, with the vehicles going at a certain force, a certain mile per hour, and I think um, it's, I think it's actually a safety, um, it's a safety uh, good deal to get out your car. It's not necessarily great for you to walk towards the middle of a track if you can get to the edge or wait for, um, you know, some of the cars to pass by. I think it's a great safety hazard to to escape your car because you don't know what the car is going to do. Like, like because, a lot of times you see drift. a lot of cars. Yeah, because of the drifting cars, because it's a drifting type race. You got to get out your car and, you know, find a safety issue maybe against the wall if you're running towards the middle of uh, the grass, um, towards the middle of the track, even in NASCAR and IndyCar racing. Like, uh, a lot of, you know, like you said, a lot of those guys get out the car once the accident occurs. I think that's a smart deal to do to um, get out your car. A lot of these cars, they catch on fire quick. Um, anything can happen. But it's not smart. What I don't like about the sport, um, after they get out the car, after they get out the accidents, they go out and they start pointing fingers. And when they start pointing, they're in danger zone. They're in the middle of the track pointing with cars flying around 200, 100 miles per hour. That's silly yeah, for well, him to do Well, he had to know there was a, uh, there was a chance that you know, I, I can get hit. I'm out here where these cars are coming at a high rate of speed. Why would I get out of my car? I know you angry, and that was your sport, and you yeah. got Tony Stewart in here where he's out here practicing or not taking our sport for serious. So he thought, well, you just can bump us and spin us out of control. I, I don't well, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I honestly don't think that was the case. I think, you know, this guy was his up-and-coming in his event, in his sport, and Tony Stewart just happened to be there, and that happened. You just talk to him afterwards like everybody else does. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's easy for us to talk about this. We're not, first of all, we're not 20 years old, and we're not, it, it, with with the level of adrenaline and just testosterone flowing through these guys' bodies at the time, 
I mean, he could have just been seeing red. We have no idea. These guys, when they quote-unquote sign their life away, when they sign a contract or enter any race, that's the last thing they're thinking about. Because, I mean, you have to train so meticulously. You have to know your car better than you know yourself. You have to know every in and out of, of every vehicle that you jump into and your opponents in an effort to not get injured. But people don't even think about getting injured or let alone dying on the course. That's got to be the last thing on their mind. You're going to drive scared. When you drive scared, you get hurt. When you drive scared, you don't win. You, you, don't, you don't make the money. You don't, you don't win championships. So, I mean, that, I mean, it's easy, again, it's easy for us to say, but who knows what was going through this kid's mind at the time. Right, because I kind of have an idea at 20 or to be 20 or when I was 20, that that type of rage. Invisible, right? I mean, don't you feel invisible? Mm, What do you mean by that? Don't you feel, well, okay. When you're a teenager, everybody, so look back at your teenage years. I did a lot of stupid stuff. I didn't even think about this stuff because I didn't think I was going to get caught. Like, there are things that people do at a young age. Ignorance is bliss, especially when you're a teenager in your early 20s until life, you know, kind of hits you at a certain point. No. This, you don't think okay. that this kid, you don't think this kid was like, well, I'm racing. It's the invisibility factor, I think, had to be there to a certain extent. And the adrenaline had to be at a high level, which it obviously was. I mean... This is not a rational thing that the kid did or what other people do when they get out of the car during auto racing. This isn't the first time that somebody's got out of the car. No, I, I, okay, invisible. I, I, okay, I know what you mean there. No, I didn't do a lot of stupid stuff as a kid. I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. I had, I had friends around me, and I still call them friends to this day, that did a lot of stupid stuff. So I was able to see that and say, well, here's the consequences to that. Uh, now, yeah, I did some stupid stuff as far as knocking on people doing run. Doing some, doing that silliness, kid stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even thinking that was real danger, but you know, in, in my when I was growing up, in my time, you could actually walk on the street at night and walk past somebody you didn't know, and that's what it is. Now you can't even do that to this day. So I I, I kind of know the rage that he might have had uh, as a twenty year old, but but I was thinking more as a competitor in his sport or having that that passion of what he wanted to do, and now he's in his race, and then here comes Tony Stewart, a guy who's racing NASCAR. Um, and, and to Alex's comments, I mean, I'm sorry, Demery, some of his comments made that, well, it's a drift sport. They're trying to get control over the back end of their car uh, when they come around turns, uh, get back into the fill of that. And I, and I, I um, kind of compared it to uh, why, why is Tiger Woods even playing in the PGA? Why is he even playing? He's not going to win. But just to be around that competition again, so maybe uh, we don't know what happened or what that guy was thinking. It's just we can all we can always speculate. But unfortunately, it comes down to someone's life being gone. Yeah. And, and then and, and even though Tony Stewart is still alive, I mean that killing somebody can change a, a person. Well, I mean, and you look at and you read Tony's um his his quotes and his words afterwards. It's like he's a ghost. Like, he doesn't, it didn't even hit him yet, what happened. This happened, what, 48 hours ago? He has no idea how this is going to affect him. He didn't even, he probably doesn't even realize what really happened. Like, you, you think know it what was I mean? really accidental? He probably, yes. he probably accidentally, he probably yes. thinking, I why think did this was. fool get out the car? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, well, yeah. at a certain point, there, I mean, the brakes, I mean, are there brakes in auto racing cars? No, I mean, it's I like, I don't know about so, drift I mean, racing. Yeah, so it's yeah. like he can't, there's only so much he can do to get the get out of the kid's way. He did not intentionally try to hit this kid. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I know. Just seen, I, don't I just know. seen an accident, you know, uh, with the kid in the accident, he ran to the wall. There was numerous cars around that time. I didn't look deep into it. But when he came back around, those same group of cars, you know, that's when he started pointing the finger in the middle of the track. And. I don't know if he was pointing at Tony. I don't know what the deal. I don't know who was pointing. At. I don't want to say you know he did this on purpose, but you know I, some of the, no some of the NASCAR judges are like going back and 
you know, reviewing the tapes. And well, yeah, well, I hope a, it doesn't come huge, out that uh, way. Investig- I, I, I hope know, it was accidental. They have a huge investigation about it, yeah. but when I, if outside looking in, we just I'm thinking like, why this guy get out of his car? This was a silly thing to do. So Tony hits him. I don't. I didn't. Not once I thought was that intentional. Why would I hit somebody at going at no, high speed? Yeah, yeah I'm, but why would I hit somebody going at high speed? I don't. Even if I didn't like you, I'm not gonna say, "Oh, this is a great opportunity. I got him. He's out of his car. He's standing on the track." Yeah, come I, on. I'm saying, no, yeah, no, I'm I, don't, I don't think it was a straight no, on. I'm not, aim. I'm not I, saying maybe it was saying that. I'm yeah, just saying, yeah, yeah. I, I first for one, and to it haven't hit Tony Stewart yet. He's probably mm-hmm. thinking, "Why did this? Idiot, this could all have been avoided. Why did he get out of his car?" Yeah, but I think that the great equalizer in all of this is the kid passed away. Okay, so like that, why the kid is no longer an idiot. The kid is now dead. So you can't think of it as... He's not an idiot for getting on his car? You, you, the great equalizer is... It, that it, he calls his own it, death. It, it, well, if he came back from you know, severe injuries and was in ICU for months and all this stuff and came back, then you could question his question why he did it. Well, he would have learned the lesson then because he would have never got out of his car then, right, but he's but never going to have that chance again. He paid the ultimate sacrifice for a mistake that he made. So well, I don't Sacrifice think, is something you decide to do. Is what you want to do. He sacrificed getting out that car and for into how fast do those guys go? I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, know. it's probably it's not as fast as NASCAR on the no. dirt track because yeah. there's not as much traction. Okay, well let's see. You know that's why this is why there are speed limits because this is why when you got construction workers and the speed limits go down 25 in case one of them slip, you probably can walk away from a 25 mile per hour hit depending on how you get hit. But at the speed of these guys going, let's say let's just say it's a hundred miles per hour and some dirt. I would have learned a lesson if I ended up in ICU and was able to come back a year later, 12 months later. Um, but now he don't have the opportunity, that chance to learn his lesson. He got out of his car and full of full grown, 100 mile per hour traffic, if that's what it is, when cars are coming around the track, to isolate one guy. And I don't think it was intentional. So I think if you're going that fast and you're trying to avoid a guy and cars coming to the left and the right of you, then you gonna damn you gonna hit your own self. You gonna spin around, spin out, or spin over, or start rolling at a high rate. So I don't know. That's why this is why the investigation is. I'm not saying he's a because he's dead. I'm not gonna throw dirt on his throw dirt on him now. I'm just saying, what will make you get out the car? I'm waiting for you when you get out. I'm literally waiting for you. When this race is over, you better hurry up and finish, and I hope you don't get in an accident. Because when yeah, you get but, out, mm-hmm. I got some words for you. But this happens in NASCAR, too. Yeah, it Tony does. Tony Stewart yeah, threw a helmet at, at exactly. somebody's car yeah, when he drove exactly. by. I, and I understand that there's, there are pits, pit stops and everything in NASCAR. This is a low-budget thing. This is out in boondocks of New York. You know, it's dirt. There's no there's no governing body. It's all just like, you know, Tony's Oil Companies is one of the sponsors. Like, I mean, like something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not like a, a, a real sanctioned thing with a lot of money behind it. So it's, it's, it's more Wild West than NASCAR. So more things go. People always, people get out of their cars. What was his name? Because I don't want to discount. Kevin Ward, Kevin Ward Jr. Jr. Ward Jr. Yeah, I don't want to discount that, you know, he passed away. So, I, you know, but yeah, this is what they did, though. It's kind of, you have a you have a event in your neighborhood. This you wait you can't wait for the three times you get the holders event. This is what these guys did in the backwoods. They they race cars. They drift they drift race, and this was his thing. This was all right, big time. I don't come in here. I'm I'm just talking out loud. I'm just I could be talking crazy. All right, big time, Tony Stewart. Don't come in here and think you can bump our cars and work on your game, and then you off back to the big show. Uh, this is what we do down here. So that alone is anger. That alone, if that's the thought process that alone can drive that guy into rage because that's his sport and he was up and coming in that sport. So what now? <clears throat> that, that's you know what I don't know. 
Don't get out your car for one. I think you mentioned well, so, that. So yeah. that so that'll don't be a thing. Criminal charges. And to your point, criminal charges no, for what? Well, for who? Well, if the NASCAR Finds that sees sees that, like they're gonna watch that tape ten thousand times. Right. They're gonna yeah. watch. They're gonna try and get yeah. every angle, even the blurry angles that are on the sidelines by the standing cameras, the ones that we don't see when we're watching the race. They're gonna watch everything ten thousand times, and they're going to determine. If they can deem that a criminal act, and if they can deem it a criminal act, take him to court. This everything is stacked against Tony Stewart at this point because do uh, going it, back to the James Harrison thing, we always go back to him. James Harrison, he hasn't been the best, uh, uh, you know, um, mentor for young drivers. He hasn't been the best, you know, person around NASCAR. He's known as the bad boy. He's the one that swears in in uh, in press conferences. He's you know he's like the he's like the cowboy of all these things. Well, you gotta so, have those guys, and what's and I didn't I never saw anything wrong with that guy. I'm saying why there aren't more guys like him. Like when Tiger Woods stopped playing golf, I'm like, why there's not more guys like Tiger Woods? What do you mean? He, you say James Harrison is the, the bad guy. Uh, no, no, I was saying Tony Stewart is the Tony, bad guy. James mm-hmm. Harrison had things stacked against him, uh-huh. and he started getting bigger fines later. Right. It's a loose. It's it's a loose comparison. Tony Stewart is the most outlandish guy on NASCAR <laughs> on, on the circuit. He he, is. he should. Be, I mean, some because I, I don't. Know, I gotta imagine him being that way and arrogant and the egotistical makes him a better driver. It, it, but when you put another lives in danger and you're driving reckless the other re- other drivers know that they right. know you're a reckless driver and, and you're, it, yeah and that could and because he's that guy on nascar then you come down here to this drift racing they say well that's how he did nascar you can't do that here this is a different type of race so when they watch that film and try to investigate they going that that possibly could stack that against him but when you look at it they can say well this is actually an accident so out of the criminal charges that can't go off who you think I am sure, as a person. Sure, but I'm saying if they they deem it a criminal act, then all of the, his background stuff will come back. Does he take a year off from racing? Do they make him take a year off? Because if he went through this next week, he's supposed to race, or he's supposed to race in one of the big races in two is weeks. Not right. He's got to get his a mind's not going to be right. Yeah, he got to get a well. That's why you get a psych evaluation. Right. He so have to do that. if he passes, if he doesn't pass a psych evaluation, yeah, he doesn't. Race. Then that is a deadly weapon. That car becomes a deadly weapon, and they can't True. have that in NASCAR. Right. Right. Not at not at that uh, two hundred and fifty miles. Per right. Hour. So do they make him take? A a suspend like not a suspension. Make him take a leave. I would take a sabbatical. Uh, yeah, because not not to uh, not to say you can't make a living. This is what you do. This is all you wanted to do as a kid. Not to say you can't make a living doing that. Just you take three to six months off, and when you come back, I mean, three to six months off in any sport that's a lifetime. When baseball guys get fined or suspended a hundred some games, that's a lifetime to them. But when you if you can take three months off or a certain amount of races and then we'll evaluate you after that, then we'll come back and see if you're ready to race. Because it, to your point, you, you could make that car a weapon now. If you're not thinking full speed in anything you're doing or going hard in anything you're doing, you're going to get hurt. 888-346-9144. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. Roy McElroy. I, I got something from one of my traveling buddies. He's a... Uh, one of the K-State coaches said that NCAA has sold out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of that. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We doing Big Pampin', we spending cheese. Check them out now. Big Pampin' on BLADs, we doing Welcome back to the Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. Tony Stewart, we'll keep, your, uh, we'll keep our eyes and ears open to that situation uh, because it can come down to some criminal charges. Uh, 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in. Uh, Daniel Bates, Danny Bates sent me something this morning, but I couldn't pull it up. It was interesting that uh, one of the coaches, let me see if uh, Dan, maybe Snyder or K-State says the NCAA or most of these guys have sold out. K-State Snyder College Athletics has sold out. It's a good topic out of the Boston Herald, but I can't can't pull it up. Um, Also, you were talking about the Ed O'Bannon, where players uh, now will probably get paid for their imagings. Um, And I I don't think it's going to happen. Well, no, after they get out of college, though. Not during. Which is fine, fine, because that money is going to go into an endowment for these guys. But here's what's going to happen for colleges. There's like five colleges already doing what I'm about to mention. Well, we're not going to have your name on the jersey anymore, and we just make, uh, let's say it's 2015 season coming up, then we'll sell a 2015 jersey. It'll just be 15 on all the jerseys. And it'd be, now it's about a, it's about the school. Let's say it's about a certain school. Well, now you don't have that player. Now we're not going to sell any jerseys uh we're not going to sell a number three jersey. We're not going to sell a number 40 jersey or, or a number 10 jersey. Whatever the number is, we're not going to sell it. We'll just sell the name, the number of that year in the bookstores. And if you want to get one of those, you get them on your own. If you get a college jersey at a bookstore, does it have the player's last name on it? Yep. No. It does. Yeah, yes, it does. I've never seen that. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I, I I didn't think it. I, I have, so now what? <laughs> so you never seen it? I no, I'm just telling yeah. you. I'm just saying I never did, seen so it. So did you? It's kind of like, like, like the Bill Walsh stuff. Uh, like in Bill Walsh game, there was our names were never on it, but you knew who number eight was. Yeah, at Kansas. I, yeah, right? I, yeah. See, that's how. And then ours, it, that's how it was. A lot of places I've seen, yeah. I visited um, their bookstores. It's just the jersey. You know who number you know, it is, who, you know yeah. who name that is, but they don't display the last name. Right. And then and then they have, but they have your height, weight, speed, mm-hmm. and identical on the game. Yeah. So. You can take that to court, but 
they they're making games off your imaging or, or a likening of you without putting your name of it. So that was the Bill Walsh situation. That's kind of um, also the Ed O'Bannon situation. Yeah, but that O'Bannon one, they actually showed their names in the '95 UCLA the ba- team. Yeah, because I used to watch, I used to have those. Yeah, no, so I used yeah. to have those basketball yeah. those basketball games, NCAA basketball games. Where you do it, and now there's so many good teams that are coming out of college, and they're going to keep. Well, they're going to stop doing it now, you know. But then the numbers will go back, and you know it, it'll. They, this is going to take another few years before anything, years. Yeah, before anything ever happens. As long as they don't use the imaging to say this is not that guy when everybody in the world <laughs> know this is that guy. Right. As long as you don't use the image, just it, it's going to change the game. So instead of not instead of making your game that terrible where you're not making sales because this, these video games they make billions of dollars off it a year, not not after two or three years. A year they're making billions of dollars. So not to not to mess the game up, then. Maybe the college, EA Sports, whomever makes in, making these games should be a part of putting money into an endowment. So when these kids get out, this is what we made off it. Here's a percent, one percent of they won't what we do made. That. They won't do it because yeah, it's, they, it's there. But they feel, they feel there's a lot of guys, this is a 13-year-old kid probably can come out right now and create a video game and be, be very successful in doing something. How he's able to do that, he's just a different type of guy. His mind works that way. He creates a video game, come out. That's his business, his time. He will say, "What? Well, why do I need to share my money with the business, even though I'm making billions of dollars of, of marketing or imaging this athlete, this sport? Will this ever come to a point where all colleges will will have uh, jerseys without the player's name on the back, worn, worn jerseys during the Here's game? Here's why I love Penn State jerseys. From the time I was a kid, I used to love Penn State jerseys because there was no name on the It was one team. It was one team. No individual players. And now they look like geniuses. I would never. Well, yeah, I, I, I never thought it was a big deal that my name was on the back of a jersey. But when I watched Penn State growing up, I'm like, that's you. you want to know who – Who's playing out there? And you come to Penn State games and you watch the games. You know every one of those guys without having their name on their jersey because now you look at. I think the no name on the jersey is is more. This is a team thing and not the individual. Yeah, and I mean you see it a lot more in basketball, I think, than you do in football. But I mean, where, it's, where? in, in basketball? college, college, yeah. Because um, I know Indiana doesn't. No, no um, another one. I mean, there 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 are a couple. Um, but with regards to names on the back of the jersey, isn't it? In my opinion, it's been more for the fans because you're wearing a helmet because there's so many more players on the field. If you want to have a favorite player, you have to be able to locate that player, and it's easier with all the numbers to look at the back of a jersey. Especially, you know, except for the stars of the team. Say you're an offensive lineman, and your favorite offensive lineman is number whatever, and you can look at the back of the jersey, six and, and seven, yeah, and see the name of your favorite player, it's easier to do that than it is to actually just search for the number. Well, that, those are the people I always say just go to football games and they just watch the football. If you're watching the football, if you're watching football, you probably know every defense alignment, offense alignment on that field. You, you go, yeah, but there's not you, a lot of, there's no, not a that, lot of casual fans that are like that. But that's where the game starts. I know, that's what I'm yeah. saying. If you, could be without the name, without having the name on there, you know the offensive line guy. You know who's supposed to protect the quarterback's blind side, who's on the run side, which side we run the football on, we need to play. Everybody, including the team that we're playing against, know we run on the side and we have these two guys. You know their name. Uh, but when you're just watching the football, it becomes hard to to really figure out who's Jonathan Cooper, who's yeah. 61 for the Arizona Cardinals, who's Lyle Cinderline, the guy who can quarterback that offensive line. Um, but when you're watching the game, yeah. So I, I think the the name thing, when when they take it off, and I believe they're gonna take it off, and when they start marketing in a certain way, it's only so you don't have to pay the kids anymore. Yeah, 
Is this the only reason? They found loopholes up until this point, so yeah. I mean, there's gonna, there's got to be more down the road. Roy McIlroy wins his second major championship this year, 2014 PGA Championship. He's um, and I'm not comparing him to Tiger, but this this is what they keep saying. Uh, or, or how's Rory saved the game of golf? I didn't think the golf game was needing saving. Well, I thought Rory at 25, four majors, could have had five with that meltdown he had in uh, the Masters with a four. Was it four stroke league or eight stroke league? No, no, no. I think it was he four was stroke league. Four shot stroke an league and and went berserk and all he had to do was par all. And I say all he had to do. Not like that's an easy thing when you get the Masters because guys are winning the Masters with plus two at the end of the four days, but. He edges out. He didn't even look that sharp in this one, but he found a way to win. He edges out Phil Mickelson by one. Roy McIlroy at this stage, he has he won two majors this year. He's 25 years old. Ten years. He, he won a major a year. He already has four. He won a major a year for the next ten years. Yeah. That guy's right there. I mean, he's, he's on his way. I mean, he's, he's, figure, he's Barney, figuring it injuries. all out. Yeah. yeah, he's just figuring out a young age. Now you have to put his name, um, I, I think so, uh, up there – like they already um, spurred it out already with Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods. Yeah, they're the only ones. They're the only ones that uh, accomplished this goal that Roy McIlroy um, is on his way to now. So I mean, you know, he's on fire right now. It's I think it's great that he's doing it. Um, that way, you know, everybody can move on from Tiger Woods incident slowly and move on from his era. So. I think it's perfect for McElroy to take over the game right now. Um, it's, it was it was incredible to, uh, when I, was, I I even checked out some of the uh, championship, um, the PGA Championship, and to see like the crowds of people that Roy was attracting and less around the Tiger crowds and just seeing that as a factor to the whole golf game is like it's pretty amazing but to me. But well, those guys got their fans. They all of them have their certain yeah, fans. But even it, even Jim Fong. It, it's period. just. I, when I, what I was used to growing up, you see Tiger holes, you see the course that he was on, it was loaded, like yeah. the whole course. And then they'll show, they'll move to another clip, and you'll see not as many fans. And that's what I was growing up to. That's what I was growing up with. So now that is a guy in my generation and seeing that uh, happen all over again with the, with the Rory McIlroy, I think it's incredible to yeah, see that for a golf you, game. Yeah. Not for one second can you compare Tiger Woods to Roy, to uh, Roy McIlroy. You mean not Roy, once. You mean Rory to Tiger? Oh yeah, or vice versa. Rory to Tiger, fine, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, because that only makes sense. Okay, it, 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 Rory McIlroy, to this point at twenty five, in my opinion, has led has led a much happier and well rounded life than Tiger did when he was at twenty five. <clears throat> okay, number one, Rory McIlroy had had his deal with Caroline Wozniacki. Okay. He had. A, he was playing tough before, tough after. He was always open with everybody. I'm not sure where my head's at. Um, I'm going through a tough time right now. He was. He's been very human and very grounded the whole time. He's the third youngest guy to win four majors. I think he just uh, edged out Seve Ballesteros for that honor. If he wins the Masters next year or any time, he'll win his career Grand Slam, which only three other people have done. He his accolades are great, but I think the way he carries himself and I think his golf swing will allow him to not get injured the way Tiger Woods did. He has because a, he has a powerful golf swing. He also. does, he does. But this guy's like five eight. Yeah, no, I think he I think he's a little taller than that. Yeah, five eight. Okay, and a half. but I mean he's he eats <laughs> he eats right. 
He doesn't hit the weights like crazy. He hits the weight enough to be able to hit a nine iron one eighty. But if he's don't, if he doesn't hit the weights, I'm not saying go get bulk up. If he don't hit the weights, he can't play golf this way. I understand. He's not gonna be able to do it. You playing golf? You know, you know how sore it was when you first came back out there. Yes. Now. To, to his happiness, I think that's a matter of opinion because I, I can't say Tiger Woods wasn't happy when he was bred to play this game or from the time we know, knew Tiger Woods, it was always golf. He was a machine. Um, I can't say that wasn't his happiness. I can't say, uh, you know, same thing with, a, with Michael Jackson, that he wasn't happy. He was just working, becoming that machine guy. That, that His happiness and Roy's happiness because it looks happy because Roy looks happy and he looks like he's having fun. He's going through the same issue. He dropped his girlfriend. He changed his clubs. He had a bad six months. Came back, figured it all out. I can't say Tiger Woods wasn't happy when he was winning those majors or when he was putting that work in. And then we say, well, well why do he always say the same thing when he's interviewing? Yeah. Ex- yeah. Well, I mean, Roy McElroy, my point is that he's always had balance in his life. He's always had personal life and he's had professional life. And they haven't really meshed together. Tiger Woods blew up bad. Tiger Woods' personal <laughs> life smacked him in the face when he was at the top of his game. And that, in and of itself, shows that there wasn't enough balance in his life or he was unhappy in some certain regard because it wouldn't have happened the way that it did if he was completely happy. No, yeah, it, it blew up. And who am I to say that, that Tiger wasn't happy when he was younger? Right. But I'm just saying, balance-wise, seems like Rory is more mature at 25 than Tiger Woods all around. I, I hear what you're saying, but if I knew their scale, then I know what their balance was between their happiness and, and, and you're right. It blew up in his face because we always thought, you know, Tiger Woods was this guy. And when you find out, when you like somebody a lot for what they do doing, their job professionally, and you find out, oh, this guy did that. Yeah, it blows up more because you have already put him on the biggest pedestal that you can find, and now we look for. And we do that with uh, stars, superstars. We do that with people. We find a pedestal to put them on so we can bring them right back down hard. Now, Tiger was outside situation. That's, that's all on him. That's that's some stuff he did. That's some stuff that came back, you know, to get him. So yeah, maybe he is fighting that. Maybe, maybe Rory never had to fight anything like that. He's twenty five years old. He's never gonna. Have to, hopefully, he never had to go through anything like that. Mm-hmm. But when he was had a girlfriend, we didn't see Rory winning. We saw him in the leaderboard when he when he said, "Was was he engaged?" Yeah. Well, they no. They sent out the wedding invitations and yeah. they texted her and said, "Nope." Yeah. So so he had to go through that. <laughs> he he had to go through that incident, and then you know he was club changing six to a year, six to twelve months. He was nowhere to be found. Yeah, and, and Rory also, another way you can't compare Rory to Tiger is that Rory's fairways and greens. Rory hit the ball 320 down the middle more times in a, in a, in a Sunday round in a major than I've seen in a long time. He's fairways and greens. If he putts well, he wins majors. If he doesn't, he shot one over on the front nine because he couldn't make anything. His his longest putt was three foot two inches until he hit that until he made that eagle on 10 that was seven and a half feet. So Rory is Rory different. He's not a scrambler straight. like Tiger, yeah. Tiger was. And that's what made Tiger good. He has more good. control. Right, he was able to, his imagination. And Rory's come back from behind on a Sunday to win a major, something Tiger has never done. He's never had to. Well, he was, he's been in contention. He's been one or two strokes back going into Sunday, and he would never come back. During the British Open, uh, I, I, I know it was against Sergio, who's a choke artist, but Rory did come back and beat Sergio when he was down two strokes going into Sunday. Yeah, so that's at, something uh, else. At, uh, Firestone. No, at no, no, at, at Royal Liverpool. Wasn't he? Uh, Ser- who? What was Sergio winning Firestone? Who? I thought Sergio was winning Firestone. He was, no, he was in. Well, he was towards the top of the leaderboard. That was the one in between that Rory won. Also, Rory wins three, um, three events in a row. He edged out Phil Mickelson. Um, 
Ricky, give some credit to Ricky Fowler. This guy, in two of those events, in, in the last five events, he, he was runner-up. In the last five events, he was in the top five. This guy's close to, he's close to winning a major also. But I, I don't want him, Ricky Fowler, turn into that guy that Sergio was that, you know, you're the best guy. And, and, and that's not fair to Ricky Fowler, Fowler. But he turned into that guy that, oh, you one of the best guys that never win a major because he's always right there. At some point, by default, being in the mix all the time, he's going to find a way to win one. Yeah, I mean, and uh, Ricky Fowler is uh, Phil Mickelson 15 years younger. I mean, he's there. Everybody loves him. People loved Phil when he hadn't won a major yet. You know, he was there. He was there. Uh, he had winged foot where he, where he hooked it on 18. I mean, Ricky Fowler, people love. See, everybody love him because Ricky Fowler is an outgoing guy. He's um, he's he's totally different from Tiger. People love and Tiger. And he's like 5'4". Yeah, but he's... <laughs> he is. He's, he's a five, tiny. Five. He's, um, he's like the Charles Barkley of, of golf. Who is that? Ricky Fowler. Undersized everybody with a huge swing. Him. Always got a... <laughs> But I'm, I'm saying oh, yeah. I'm saying I'm saying that to uh, because you look at his commercials, you, it's kind of like I keep I go back to the Peyton Manning commercials. Nobody thought Peyton Manning was commercial funny till he started making those dry human com- commercials. You're like, God, this guy's hilarious. He's a funny dude. Ricky Fowler, uh, Dustin, not Dustin, Dustin, but Bubba Watson, and it was the two more guys. They make some funny, out of the way commercials. So you get the you get to like a guy just by seeing who he is offside outside of his work area. When we saw Tiger, it was all business, all business. You didn't see the fun. But what you did see was this guy winning tournaments. So it's hard to get close to somebody as a fan. It's hard to get close to the guy just watching him from the TV or going to an event. Then you see a commercial, and then you find out, oh, Tiger funny too. Like the commercial he and Rory made by hitting golf balls in you know, competition, who can get it closer, who can hit it where. When you see, you can see another personality of somebody, then you start to like him. Uh, but when you outside looking in, he's like, oh, this guy. Why does he say the same thing every interview? Yeah. Why does he never smile or never jokes? Why is he always sarcastic? Then you start wondering, do I like this guy? Right, and then well, well you looking for somebody to like, and that's exactly correct. That that's another difference <laughs> between everybody and Tiger. You love Tiger because what he because of what he did for the sport, and selfishly. You got excited for Sundays when Tiger was leading because you got to see something special. They love Rory, Ricky, Bubba for as a person, and they like golf, and they like to watch them play golf because they're exemplary at their. And craft. here's the crazy thing: none of us really know those guys. That we don't even know them. <laughs> we just know that's the crazy thing. You didn't, you didn't sat down to. We haven't sat down to them. We just like, and that's why I like. I didn't start liking golf till I watched Tiger, but I, I watched a little bit of it. Like I would flip through the channels, and all of a sudden Tiger Woods. Doing this, doing that. I started playing golf. I get me some more cheap clubs. Same thing with Rory and those guys. They're going to have generations of kids playing golf because yeah. they having fun and they winning. And now I can put the camera on them a whole lot more than I could before because there was a guy who was always winning tournaments in the camera. Even when Tiger was not even playing well for the since, what, 2008? The camera's still on them. Mm-hmm. they doing shows and stuff. I'm like, that, how is that fair to the guys who's playing and winning? How is that fair? Yeah, no, it, it's a circus now around Tiger. Tiger's going to find a way. He, he can't be that great and not find a way to not be that dominant. He's not, not great anymore. Not, I, I say you can't be that great and not find a way to come back and be competitive. He's on. He's not. Let's take a quick break. We'll, t- we'll, we'll come back because I do want to talk about if he's not great or not. <laughs> and then real quick, real quick when we come back, we'll talk about that. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Demi Lachey. We'll be right back.
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the program. Lots of sports talk. 888-346-9144. It's Tiger Woods. Great. Um, Tiger Woods is still great. We was having this small conversation about off the air about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is still great. But I'm just saying, the guy who's been that great for so long, starting to look like just a regular golfer who is still good, who can still win tournaments. But I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Tiger Woods. Is he still great? Mentally, he still is Tiger Woods, but he's not putting it together. Somewhere he's not putting it together. He can't put four rounds together. And a lot of these guys don't because we don't hear about Rory until the end of Friday. Then Saturday and Sunday, he's found his way to the top of the leaderboard. Some of those guys are like that. You can have, you can be plus one as long as you make it work on uh, on Saturday, as long as you make it work on Friday. Rory McIlroy is... Rory McIlroy, Jim, not Jim Fury, but uh, Fowler, Ricky Fowler. These young guys, even Dustin Johnson, who's going through some stuff right now, these young guys going to have kids follow them. Hopefully they don't do too much research on them and then uh, find out this guy used to do some stuff, drugs and all that stuff. So you got to play play pure. But, yeah, I think Tiger was great. The conversation, jokingly, was he couldn't give me 25 strokes because I, I played Tiger. He couldn't give me 10 strokes, and I'll play Tiger. Um Tom Watson is not ruling him out. How is that possible? How are you not ruling him out? Because it's, it's he, money. Because he's Tiger Woods. And, it's and Tom Watson had, yeah, and he has nothing to say about this. He's a captain. Well, the powers that be say, well, this is TV money. This is rankings. This is ratings. We got to have Tiger Woods there. And I said, you yeah, know, just tell Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods can't put a good round together. 
just tell Tiger Woods come out there and be a face. Do you think people would watch to to like? I know there are so many fair weather fans, especially when it comes to Tiger, because he's so polarizing. Um, do you think that there would be fans to watch? To to watch him fail, to watch him crash oh, and burn. Yeah, yeah. they'll yeah. watch him. They'll watch, they'll they watch him more now. to fail <laughs> for him to win. Which is, which is unfair. Win. You don't wish that upon anybody. But if you don't, if you don't deserve to be somewhere, <laughs> and he doesn't deserve to be there this year. Damn. I know the Ryder Cup is played every what two years, and he deserved to be there last year, but he didn't deserve to be here. So maybe it's an accumulation of two years because he won Player of the Year last year. Right. So that's the only way I would think that he would get in as a captain's choice because everybody else, Zach Johnson sneaked in, which was interesting to me. Um, but I, I think if you look at both years, does he deserve to be in over the culmination of both? Absolutely. Because his year last year was better than it was bad this year. So I, I don't. I mean, I think that if, if Tom Woodson look, Watson looks at both, I think he should be in. To be completely honest, but he looks like crap now, and he's not healthy yet. Tiger Woods, and, um, and he backed out. Once, backed out once he concede to just be a face, then he's conceded that. Well, I'm the older guy in the group, and I know this guy's older than him, but I was the pinnacle of this game. Once he conceded to doing that, then Tiger Woods is not going to be a threat anymore. Yeah, he's, he's not going. Yeah. You, you can't go there and just be a face and walk around like you're a captain uh, and not play golf. Then the other guy's going to look at you, well, I'm playing against the old captain. I'm playing yeah. against the old Tiger Woods. He used to win tournaments off fear alone. Guys were afraid to make mistakes, and they end up making them because they're thinking about don't make a mistake against Tiger. Do you think that he'll ever be an ambassador of the game when he's done? It, 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 would, make, it would benefit him. Who? Tiger Woods in the game because the game gave so much to Tiger Woods, but it's not like they just hunt. Mm-hmm. Take, let's take, let's take, take this Tiger Woods and do that. Tiger Woods put in work from the time he was three, and this is one of the things we, we, we were talking about when we, we were speaking on who's happy and how they're happy. We don't know if he's happy at that age. We pro- he probably was ecstatic to go out there and play golf, hit golf balls and do those things as opposed to Rory showing that he's happy and talking like it's all good and happy. Mm-hmm. They grow up in different ways in different places. They were motivated differently. Tiger was Tiger was. He was bred to be who mm-hmm. he is now. Absolutely. And when that and when that guy passed away that made Tiger Woods who he is, mentally, nobody has that mental edge Tiger have. Show me one guy that, that has that mental edge in, in PGA right now. Nobody has that surgical, yeah, I'm going to kill you, literally on a golf course. <laughs> Does it have to be there? It was never there before, Tiger. Does well, it have what, to be there now? What's that, that mental edge? Yeah. No, 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 no. The The... I'm gonna punish you like the like okay the most that the most that like I, I don't know what, like what? the guy w- when you make when you make a huge putt like Rory made you know that that eagle on ten to get him to within one it was one of these and walk off the course and I understand that Tiger brought so much more excitement to golf than there ever had been before or after that, but that, that's a double edged sword that shot on ten was a um, oh my that was a that was a lucky shot that was a Phil Mickelson off the bank <laughs> yeah. from two sixty five to seven feet that was a I'm playing well so this is gonna run go my way well but you and know that curve yeah. you know that yeah. curve I mean when you're playing well bad things shouldn't happen to you and it's easy to be happy when you're playing right. well so I understand right. that but uh, but t- if Tiger was Will he be in basketball game? At, at some point, in some facet, he will. Um, and I'm not saying the game handed Tiger Woods, huh, this is you, you're going to be successful. Tiger Woods worked at this. Like the, all these guys on the leaderboard, even down to who missed the cut, even down to Jason, <laughs> Jason Duffner, who withdrew, these guys work at their game. And, and we, he withdrew on Friday. Yeah, he's had neck injury for, yeah. for a while, though. But next week, he might come back and be on the leaderboard. 
this what these guys do. They withdraw because I don't want a nagging pain become something that, that bothers me down the road, which I can't understand. You having surgery, Tiger, and people say they've had that surgery, so it's okay for them to come back. Well, you had the surgery doing something else. You didn't have that surgery having that powerful swing, powerful swing the Tiger had. So, would it be an ambassador? It would make sense. It would. It would look good. It'd be a good look. And yeah. And then my follow up question is, like, will he ever be the Ryder Cup captain? That's like that's like the the pinnacle of that's you like, are an ambassador. You're in the Hall of Fame. You are. You've done so much for the game, and maybe nobody has done more for the game than Tiger Woods has, money wise, fan base, everything. But Tom Watson, these all these old school Jack Nicklaus, all these old school guys. Do you think Tiger would ever be the Ryder Cup captain? I think he would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just think he. Why? Why not? I don't see why not. Why he shouldn't? Um, with the career he's had, like with the career he's put together and what he did for golf, why not put him as a captain? And I think when why he's, because um, I always say, would Tiger was playing on a Champions Tour, but would a guy like that play on a Championship Tour? Too much pride. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I've won enough. I think Tiger Woods, if he played, um, what's if the he, Champions if he Tour? Won, to, like the it's the Senior, 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 senior Tour. No, yeah. no, senior no, senior it's, what is it? It's the over, seniors. over fifty, oh, okay. over fifty. In senior your, citizen. But like hey, Kenny Perry, there are a bunch of guys that play both. Like Freddie it, plays both. I thought it went down to forty nine, because yeah. it, it used to be over fifty, and I, I, I might be wrong, but I thought it went down to forty nine. It could be fifty. I know it used to be fifty, but yet will he ever play on the Championship Tour? He's gonna have to do that. To be considered as a captain, Ryder's Cup captain, um, he don't have to do that, but it would just make sense because you have to still be playing. Yeah, but can he coach? Can he be looked at as you know a, a team leader? Can they he put, do those things? Parents together. Yeah, can he do that? Like, because I mean, he knows golf. I mean, he watches everybody. He watches film like Peyton Manning does. Shoot, I don't I'm even sure. think like, Tiger Woods going even. I don't think Tom Watson is going to put them pairs together. These guys going to say, "I want to play with him because we complement our game." Some of sometimes these coaches come out there and they give a good look, and the players say, "Well, we play well together." It's like a two man scramble. So yeah, but when do you, when do you ever play together? Like, how would you know? On off season, it's off season for these guys. Oh well, just complement our game. One guy's like Rory; he's long and straight off the box. So next guy, you get a very, short game guy, uh-huh, very surgical guy, is mm-hmm. gonna get it by the pen, and then you got a guy who like Phil, Tiger, Roy, because of their imagination can putt. You got a guy like Jim Furyk who can putt. Uh, who's another great putter out there? Henry Stinson. Yeah. You got a, you get a guy right there who can putt seven feet away, and you just know what's going in. Yeah, that's how you that's how you do the pairings because one guy can hit it long. You don't want a short guy like a. Um, he won a Masters. You just mentioned got into the Writers Cup. Bubba. But no, no, I said a short hitter. He won a Masters with a plus two. What is his name? I got it. Hold on. But he he Zach Johnson. Is that who you're talking about? Johnson, but it's Zach, not Jack. Zach. Oh, Zach Johnson. Yeah, Zach Johnson. You don't want him teeing all first and then making that second shot as long as it's yeah. So you don't put Jim Furyk and him together because they both don't hit the ball very long. I put Jim on. Yeah, he'd be the second guy. Yeah, no, you won't put them together unless it's. Uh, Unless it's just a round of golf, but if you're talking about a scramble, that, that two-man scramble that they have, they they won't be well together. Yeah, I mean, so we'll see. And Jordan Spieth is on there, Bubba. Um, I'm excited. It's Patrick Reed, who who has made a splash. Uh, Jimmy Walker is there. So, I mean, it's it's interesting because European is – all of the European countries in the U.S. is the U.S. So this is like – the cards are stacked against the U.S. when Tiger's not good, you know, because everybody's so good over, over in Europe that – you know, I, I don't see the U.S. winning the Ryder Cup this year, for sure. You guys watch it before we get out of here. F- the, any football? Football Football is here, but it doesn't feel like 
I'm, I'm glad camp, we thought it would be here when camp started and, and guys were getting to camp and then you, hard, life, hard knock life is on and you get to see the fights and who was it, Atlanta this year? Um, but I went to the Cardinals game and went to a couple of their practice, but I went to the game and it was just, Cardinals just looked different and I, I can't understand why the Houston Texans looked so bad. I know Andre Johnson didn't play. Uh, Foster didn't play. Yeah, Foster didn't play. Yeah. Johnson didn't play. Uh, yeah, but they don't have a quarterback either. So Fitzpatrick's yeah, right. still over there. How yeah. do they not go after somebody? He's your answer. <laughs> Seriously, you let Matt Schaub go and you downgrade. They picked up Schaub went to uh, Tom Oakland, Savage or something. Yeah, yeah. Who's Schaub. who was Savage? Who was uh, where did he go? Utah or something? Um, Fresno? No, he wasn't out of Fresno, but he's from the West Coast. And what? They, I think they only gave him what two series on Saturday. Well, he, he must like be two the, for three. Like, I think they need to give Case Keenum another chance. Yeah, he Case played, Keenum he showed, he he showed good flash, Saturday. Yeah, but they had him in was, position last year. Yeah, but I mean, he showed flashes I mean, of brilliance last right. year. He can he can wail it. Right. I mean, he threw for so many yards in college at Houston. Like he threw for so many yards. Yeah. So you can't teach that. I mean, it's not like a like a Texas Tech Cliff Kingsbury thing where it's you know that's the offense you're going to throw the ball sixty times a game. Like he can. He he can he can wail the ball. Jadavion Clowney looked good um, out there. Man, he looked good. He looked good out there. Michael Sam looked good. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. I know. I know yeah. we're talking about Cardinals, but no, no. Michael Sam fine. had a couple good tackles. Because yeah, what guys out there that we look for like like a Michael Sam's who was um, yeah, what he did in college and then how he gets in the draft and who he is and all the stuff that came with it. He looked like he could play. Has he it's, made the team yet? Nobody's no, made the no, team. Like, yeah, they're still going through camp. I yeah. mean, so like it. it I don't With, think one game can define. I understand, but can four? Like, I don't really. Yeah. I, I, preseason, it, it's very, it's very polarizing because you have like Rashad Jennings had that seventy-three yard touchdown uh, catch and run in New York. So now he's going to be the number one starter because of maybe two plays or three plays. Yeah, because in preseason, it, it, if you could show me you could do it, I'm, I got to, I got to see. Well, because they lost their running back. Yeah, they well, but, lost their yeah, running back. David so, Wilson, but yeah. how, how often are like you're playing against second second uh, team guys? You're playing against third third string guys. But like, the, look but, at uh, but look Pittsburgh. at Logan Thomas. Look at who? eleven for twelve. Yeah. Like, he looked great. How he, he much did. does he that matter good. though? Because he's not playing against the first team. But defense. he has he has third team offensive linemen with yeah. him as well and right. third team receivers. So, so he got a bit. And he then, stepped into the pocket and dropped drop back and make. He looked great. Aaron, yeah, bro. he looked good. He looked yeah, he looked great on Saturday because he's got the body for it. So it's I not mean, so yeah, it's not like he's playing uh, to Demery's point, like he's playing against the first team. But he has third string linemen that guys who might not make the team. He has to go out there and orchestrate a, and every game gets more competitive. Sure, the second and cuts. third are the most, yeah. right? The, the second, second and, and the third game yeah. is more competitive because more more to all the starters play. And if they don't, we want to see guys like Michael Sam. Uh, you still want to see Jadavion Clowney. Once you decide Jadavion Clowney, because he had an injury and he ended up playing. Yeah. yeah. Once you, once you decide that's my starter rookie, then you're not going to play him as much. You're going to treat him like a veteran rookie. And be get, have him ready for the game, and, and then also protect the injury that he had. So yeah. I, uh, the preseason is for those guys like uh, Michael Sam's who had the, the accolades in college, and then we got to figure out why this guy is drafted in. What did he get drafted? Seventh round. Seventh so, round. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's to me, that's crazy. But uh, but I'm not the scout who saw him, and I don't know what they were looking yeah. for. I like watching preseason just to see uh, guys you never heard of. Um, John Brown. John Brown, man. John you know Brown. I'm a John Brown fan. Smoking Joe, Pittsburgh, Kansas. Goodness gracious, yeah. that guy was that. He's yeah. gonna be. He's How tall like, is he? Like your height, five eight, five eight. I'm five ten. Thank you. Yeah, five, he eight. Probably, yeah, he probably about five <laughs> five eight five nine. And, and he is the fastest kid in the building. Man, he looks he yeah. he looks so yeah. natural. 
Like it's it's, it's just, like he belongs it's, it's there. Natu- yeah, it's this just the combination of speed and like his quickness and his mindset. Oh, we gotta get to go here. get the. How they, how they, <laughs> they're going to have a lot of receivers on the roster. But, yeah, they do. But they're going to run the football first. I do, Bruce Arians, first and foremost, going to run the football. Do you think they bring Jonathan Dwyer back into anything? I don't know. That's going to be a good question. Just wait on for Marshawn when he doesn't get re-signed by Seattle next year. We're going to get out of here. We can talk about that tomorrow. We'll talk some more football tomorrow. No, we didn't yeah. yeah, we didn't do any. Quamla uh, Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll do some football. We'll get into it. See you guys then. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>